0: Welcome to another edition of Daytime Confidential, brought to you by DaytimeConfidential.com. On today's show, we're making our picks for Performer of the Week on the previous week in Daytime. With me today, I have Jay, our resident soap historian. Welcome. How's everybody doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Also with us, we have Tina, who is going to be our ABC expert for today's episode. Welcome. Thank you. And representing the CBS side of things is Mike. Welcome is mike still with us uh, no. yes i'm
1: here sorry i hit a button
0: <laughs> My bad. Uh, okay that sort of <laughs> may sort of be an... for moving i'm so sorry <laughs> that may be an indication of what type of episode this is going to be so yes. stay tuned Well, let's just get to it. I know that there were some amazing performances this last week. First up, Mike.
1: Oh, right on the spot. Right to Final Jeopardy. All right. I promised, promised, promised that I would not pick Hunter Tylo again. Although, he didn't. <laughs> um, I would give... Mine to um, Michael Gradzade on um, Young and the Restless. Daniel, when he found the money and he chewed Amber a new one, and then they did the dirty on the money. That was that was good. That showed me that that kid was able to actually act. So oh, he's I'd been be- able to
0: act for some time, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, but that
1: was really the best time, best that I've seen him in a in a long time. Because you know he hasn't really had much to do. So I I would. I picked him, because in a really boring week of soaps, he kind of stood out for me. Such, it's, hel-
0: it's hell of a lot better than that terrible porn addiction storyline, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and his marriage to Lily. Oh, God.
0: Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you watched the uh, Young and the Restless, I'm sure, this last week. Any thoughts on his performance?
2: Uh, I was just going to say the last time I really saw him bring it like that was during his – 5 minute inf- intervention from being a horny teenage boy who watches porn I never really saw the whole addiction thing I thought it was just he had a naggy harpy wife but I guess the whole getting mixed up on the you know losing his money he did kind of he went too far but he was just like every normal 20 year old boy I ever knew but yeah
0: well, I I thought that it was interesting because it was probably his best performance since he initially arrived. I don't know if um you remember it, Jay, if you were watching it back. Well, I know you've watched Young and the Restless on and off, but I don't know if you were watching it at the time. But when he first arrived in town and him and Phyllis didn't have the greatest of relationships, it was sort of, there were some pretty good performances back then because those two do play off of each other, really. Yeah,
2: he had some good stuff during um the little Newman girl's death, too. Oh, uh,
0: that's right, he did. He did have some really good stuff with that. Cassie, right? Uh-huh. Yep, Cassie, yeah. Okay, well, Tina, there's a lot to choose from in the world of ABC this last week. Are you going to pick what I think you might pick?
3: Probably not.
0: What is your choice for Performer of the Week, or who is your choice? The entire show of One Life to Live? No. <laughs> Will I ever
3: live that now? <laughs> no. No. No, no, no. In fact, I have just one person, and I know it's not the person that everyone is, you know, probably wants to pick from One Life to Live. My, it is from One Life to Live. It's an actress on One Life to Live. And that would be Cassie DePaiva, who plays Blair. The complete look of utter horror on her face when she walked through the door and saw a star laying in the bed you know, with the sheet and just, it, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a mother and I have a little girl. It, it, it just, I hope I never have to see something like that myself. And she just conveyed so much emotion with just one look.
0: Well, I think that the, the that entire storyline this last week was amazing. I, I don't know what else can be said. And we posted in the blog, we discussed on the ABC um, podcast But my goodness, Trevor St. John, um, Kristen Ellerson, Cassie DePiva, of course, Robin Strasser and Brittany Underwood. All of those people just brought it. It was probably one of the best weeks on One Life to Live since Ace's funeral. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Kudos to everybody involved. They even made me like McBain for a bit. And that's that's sort of hard to do, but I, it was impressive. I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I know exactly why you picked him, because everybody did a stupendous job. Jay, who did you pick for your Performer
2: of the Week this week? Well, Luke, I finally know how it feels to be you. Um, <laughs> you guys have already <laughs> talked about them so much, but uh, my pick is Trevor St. John uh, for Todd Manning. Uh, no surprise. I I guess it's really cliche since everybody in Soapdom is giving him kudos this week, but seeing Todd Manning just come undone, uh, basically, as he thinks the same thing happened, is happening to his daughter that he caused to happen to Marty Saybrook, was just Greek tragedy in the making. It was great, and you know he just went out of his head. He couldn't be reasoned with, and Cassie Depiva would have definitely been my runner-up, and um, Kirsten uh alderson how, how do you say her name she's definitely they were a triumvirate of greatness um really loved it uh to i guess give another soap a shout out since we we've won life to live did up um i definitely want to give a shout out to mandy bruno oh yeah
0: she's going to be a runner up for me as well amazing stuff from her this week
2: yes uh the former actress that played marina i was so fond of her. And she was so quirky and, you know, a really unique soap character. So I never really liked Mandy Bruno in the role. She kind of watered it down for me. But uh, she really showed her chops. Um, actually, it's the beginning of this week. But when Harley, she found out, well, she's always she's known about Harley and Cyrus for a couple of weeks. but When, when she, she confronted them. Yeah. When she actually confronted Harley. And Harley was basically hoping she'd get let off the hook pretty quickly. But when she told Harley he's going to do the same thing to you and that you just can't be alone. And, you know, she just really ate Harley's lunch. And so I really give her props for that.
0: Well, I I totally agree. I've already posted on the blog who my performer of the week is, Allie Mills, loving her on Bold and the Beautiful. I swear that woman does more with a a freaking Doberman than I don't know what. But (laughs) her going after Donna with the Doberman, every time she returns, is just awesome. I mean, completely disregarding the fact that to have, I believe the dog's name is Tiny, shipped with her every time from Chicago, that she comes to visit, and these visits are never for more than a day. So I can only imagine what that poor dog is going through, or if if it's even having any type of flight sickness. I'm surprised it can even growl at Donna. But... (laughs) I'm just loving it. Every time she shows up, she shows up with the lemon bars and the Doberman. It's just <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. I, another one that I thought as sort of a runner-up type person would have been um, Tyler Christopher this last week. I've his This tumor stuff has given him some great stuff to work with. And his scenes with Alexis, I always enjoy them. But then when he was all alone and he basically collapsed in Windermere, that was some great stuff. I I thought it was really impressive. Did anybody else have any runners-up?
1: My runner-up was, you know, Hunter Tylo. She's the only one that stood out for me. Again, um, she's just been doing amazing stuff with this anti-brook campaign, and I can't help myself, <laughs> but I, yeah. I just loved. it. And I thought it was a really nice touch in the courtroom when she like slid down the bench, and they just put the spotlight on her. I thought that was a really neat effect that kind of just highlighted. Her misery. So I,
0: I thought it was it was really good. Tina, what about you? Do you have a runner-up? Yeah, I
3: do. And back to one life to live, and you know, with everyone talking about Todd and Star and Blair and what have you. I mean, most people. And I've mentioned it before that Brandon Buddy is pretty much a cutout, but he definitely takes a beating. Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's just
2: wrong.
1: I what? Guess if you're going to fool around it's with really this
2: daughter, be better. Well, if you think about it, I mean, that's a big old strapping boy. If he would have fought back, I mean, Todd's pretty skinny. He might would have been in for a, a rumble if the kid wouldn't have been so shocked. But he was an Afterglow. I mean, come on.
3: Afterglow? They never did anything.
2: <laughs> yes, they did. They had sex. She's lying. Really? Yeah. All the soap magazines are reporting it. She, they, well, I know she,
3: that that's what all the spoilers and what have you are reporting, and that blah 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 blah.
2: But oh, no, no, this well, I don't really read spoilers. The soap magazines are all saying that she's lying about it because of fear from mani- maniacal daddy. But yeah, they really. Well, yeah, because
3: did... because she, she told Blair that she definitely, you know, they they hadn't gotten that far yet.
0: And see, I and that that's why I've always thought that what we're seeing on screen isn't necessarily the truth because on kirsten Elderson's blog she's talking about the sex scenes and how they were filmed and it was a closed set and um how they were having the character do it i mean we linked to it on the blog you can go and read it you can just click on the one life to live link and scroll through it until you find it but i think they had sex too i really do and i think that it's just been a cover up
3: well i think that in the end that it's probably going to come out that they did and you know that maybe she's just lying to protect him or what have you. But, I don't know, Todd was in such a rage, I'm surprised he didn't go back for a bloody sheet or something.
2: Oh, God, like the, like the old uh, royal families used to do with the princesses. <laughs> Make sure the princess was a virgin.
3: Would you be surprised at the way, <laughs> you know, considering how Todd is reacting? No, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised.
2: No, I wouldn't either.
0: Well, let's discuss the ratings real quick here. Um, Guiding Light had a 2.0, which stayed the same for this week. Um, All My Children dropped to number, or well, dropped 0.2 to 2.0. One Life to Live dropped 0.2 to 2.0. Um, Days of Our Lives dropped 0.3, ouch, that hurts, um, to 2.1. Um, General Hospital is the same at 2.3. As the World Turns is the same at 2.4. Bold and the Beautiful is the same at 3.0 and young and the restless is the same at 4.2 if you if you take and th- think about what's happened in the ratings this last week the biggest thing that took place was guiding light and it's new filming format do you think uh, ac- according to this here we uh, friday's was a 1.9 which was the lowest day of the week do you think that the new filming format will have any impact on the ratings now that we've been a week into it, do you think that it will do have do enough to catch the attention of things?
2: No, I really don't think it will. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a long-term like fan. She's 65. She hates it. Now, of course that's not the demographic they're going after, but Hey, they're only getting 2.0. So they better try to keep who they have. But I just, I, I don't know. I really don't think this is going to be the magic pill that, that, You know, I really think, we've talked about this before, they need a name superstar to come back and refocus the show around. If anything, though, what will end up
0: happening, though, is that this filming style will make it possible for them to stay on on air. Yes, right. That's basically what it comes down to.
2: You know, and I like the filming style. It's no big thing, but I just... Okay, when Erna Phillips developed Guiding Light and came up with the Brotherhood of Man concept... I definitely, as a soap lover, respect that and find that a beautiful concept, but I think God and Light is trying to be a little too hokey with this love can save the world bit. As far as the 80s when the soaps became hugely popular, we want lust and love in the afternoon. And, you know, the hokey Brotherhood of Man stuff, I don't know if that's going to be, you know, it's like watching Providence during the day, you know, with that, you know, I want to see some sex and some glitz and some, Glamour, you know, that's just, I mean, Guiding Light used to be a lushly glamorous soap with Alexandra draped in jewels and Vanessa and them fighting and arguing and Reva in a skanky red dress. Now everybody's living in these kind of podunk cabins and farmhouses and going to tacky little nail salons. So I don't think that's going to help the ratings. Tina, any thoughts on the Uh, ratings real quick?
3: I, I'm not surprised at much of anything. Once again, One Life to Live con- continues to surprise me at how horrible it does in the ratings and how well it does, you know, critically, online. Right. You know, ver- mo- there are a lot of people that really like it, and I just don't understand. I don't know if it's just how they measure these ratings, because it seems like so much, so many more people are watching One Life to Live.
0: Okay, Mike. And-
1: Um, I was going to pipe in about Guiding Light. I think their uh, production stuff will work if they can back it up with uh, good stories. I think that people might tune in to see the new style, but if it's the same old schlock, they're going to tune back out again. Um, I also think that their 10 a.m. time slot does not help. They go in at 10 o'clock in the big markets and – it's just, you know, if you're taping it, it's fine, but if you're trying to catch a show at 10 a.m., it's too early to watch soap opera at 10 o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> hey, well, I, will say I think that will really has f- hurt it, too. My
0: final thought on the ratings is just going to be the fact that if you look at the ABC soaps in comparison to the other networks, All My Children is down 0.6 from last year, General Hospital is down 0.6 from last year, and One Life to Live is down 0.5. Now maybe that's the afterglow of sweeps, the bump from the Metro Court. But no matter how you cut it, the CBS and Days of Our Lives lineups are down. Are as the world turns is the exact same as it was last year, and everything else is either down point one or point two. And then you look at the ABC lineup, and it's point six, point five, and point six. That says something. I'm not sure what it says, but it says something.
2: You know what? This is what what really makes me feel sad for shows like. Uh, guiding light and days is that gh is always touted as a hit soap but if you look at the numbers they're not really doing that much better than days or even guiding light but the fact is abc gets to make more money because they own their soap so it doesn't take as much for them to be a hit but these these soaps that aren't owned by their networks they have to basically do the impossible to stay on the air and that's gain three or four hundred thousand more viewers and keep them and I really think that you know bringing back really popular legacy characters and writing for them well would be the trick to do it. AMC is really botching the, the glow that they could have with Debbie and uh, Darnell back because that storyline is so great, but the rest of the show is so schizophrenic. So
0: And on that note, ha- Jay has the last word. We would encourage you to send your emails to podcast at daytimeconfidential.com. Until next time, we thank you for listening. So long, folks.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.